What Do You Do? The Delusional Soccer Podcast. What do you do? A soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. Now that our zombie talk is finished, we can we can start this podcast episode. Because spoopy month is over, Jared. Zombies don't exist anymore. For another 11 months. That's how zombies work, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have a, they have a contract. They sign a contract. Yeah. That's the, the science of zombies. But don't worry, we are in the United States, and science, we ignore it, baby. Mm. Hey, it's what do you do, man. It is. You're here. We're here. We're still here. Somehow, some way, we're still well, here we, talking about. We stay inside. <laughs> we stay inside, and when we don't, there's a little thing over our face. Mm-hmm. Keeps us safe. I know. Yeah, over our nose safe. and mouth. Oh, you you put it up over over your nose. Yeah. Hey Jack, don't make it political. <laughs> I've had this. Uh, I've had this giant friggin' pimple on my nose, the center of my nose. Popped it three times. Won't go away. Mask covers it. Perfect. It's the solution to all problems. The mask probably isn't helping with It's definitely uh, not acne. helping. It's no, it's not. contributing to the acne. It very much is. Um, yeah. But listen, this is not an acne podcast. It's, uh, what kind of podcast is this? What do we do? We talk about uh, English and European soccer from an American point of view. Ooh. Are we fandits? We're fandits. Um, we finished off the episode last week. With a blinder. It is not going to take us very far in the A block of this episode of Footy Adieu. Um, but my thing to look forward to this week was Ken Wilfred Zaha keep it going. He had scored five goals in the first six matches, which was more than he scored all of last season in the league. The answer is no. So what do you want to talk about next? Um, <laughs> Wolves 2, Palace nil. Wolves are... Wolves are, like, quietly, like, working their way up the table. I yeah. I mean, like, we, have, we haven't really talked much about Wolves. I feel like they've gotten off, they normally get off to, like, a slow start. I forget what their first result was this season. But they they don't normally come, well, they lost to Man City in match day two, uh, coming off a, a win against Sheffield. So, like, not really anything too surprising. But then they lost 4-0 to West Ham. So they always seem, you know, then not really convincing to beat Fulham 1-0. Um, I guess that Leeds victory is looking a little bit better now. But, like, the, you know, there's, like, that, I guess the West Ham, you know, the loss to City and then the getting destroyed by West Ham was sort of what kind of put them in the place of, like, oh, another slow start for Wolves. They're in fifth place. Yeah. They're on 13 points. Uh, so... You know, obviously, the, you you see what Diego Jota is doing for Liverpool right now. Yeah. That's been a great signing for them. They're not really missing him right now. They're not missing that at the moment. Uh, they're they're still up up in the mix. And to think about where they finished last season, they are starting far better this season than they did last season. Yeah, so. and they, they also sold Matt Doherty to Tottenham, mm-hmm. and had they not made those sales. I think I would back them to really be in the top four fight. Now, I do think that they're going to be fighting for Europa League football this season, but honestly, looking at the table right now with Southampton creeping their way into the top four and mm. Aston Villa now dropping down to seventh after two consecutive losses, like anything can happen um, in this season. I know, you yeah, know, Liverpool, still- Liverpool are not playing as well as they did last year. I mean, in... In seven games, they have five wins, a draw, and a loss. But that loss is a 7-2 loss. They don't have mm-hmm. Virgil van Dijk. And um, I think the big thing that I'm focused on right now is that between second place down to 11th, three points is what separates it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a little while until that kind of shapes its... It makes it, you know starts to take shape of something that we're going to, you know, consistently see. Yeah, like the, we're probably about... going to match. Yeah. Halfway to being able to judge that. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Wolves, 
they, I mean, they're they're a dangerous team um, when they're really on. You know, Raul Jimenez is a really really talented striker, um, and they, I believe, they signed him to a new contract. I think there was some talk about him possibly leaving this past summer. There were some late rumors, but um, they got him tied down to a new contract. Like, there's there's so many teams in the mix, and um, it's just exciting to see. And now, even with Palace, with the loss, they're they're in 13th, just three points behind third. You know, like, this is not a catastrophic result by any means for them because of where they are as far as, not, not as far as places go, but as far as points go. There's so many teams that are going to be in the mix to be even just finishing in the top half of the table. Yeah, and even just like, you know, I've you know every week, you know, from when you stock stock up, stock down, I just create a new table, yeah, prediction wise of what I'm I'm seeing and just sort of where I think things are going to shake up. It's incredibly hard to do right now because you know you always have in your head that there's going to be those big teams like the Manchester United, Manchester Cities, who you know started off. A little like slower. I mean, Man City's further up the table now, uh, but Manchester United still sitting fifteenth. Those are two teams that you still expect to be in the mix. So like, you're I'm like filling out my table and writing it down and like putting teams that are doing good right now. They're up in the mix. Then you get to like ninth and tenth, and it's like I haven't even put Wolves down yet, or I haven't put Manchester United down. Yet. Like they're gonna be in the mix at the end of the season. So like predicting that has been incredibly hard right now, just because it is so top heavy and so tight at the top. Um, with with that, I mean like like you said, good Crystal Palace. There's. They're two. They're two. If we're talking games, they're two wins off of Liverpool. Yeah, it's... like, and the way these games are going, like, there that could happen in two. Like, mm-hmm. Liverpool could have two bad results, and Palace can get it. two big wins, and then not that I'm saying that's going to happen, but it's possible that it's just at the end of the, like, it's, it'll be a week's time, then they'll be right yeah, up there again. Next week it's Liverpool away at the Etihad, and Palace are home to Leeds. Like it, they. Yeah, so either of those teams, that's 12 and 13. Either Mm -hmm. of those teams could just move in within three points of the the champions. Now, looking at the table, um, as I said, like it's something we're paying attention to with two two through uh, 11 being three points apart, so that's just a one-game stretch. And then I'm scrolling down even further, looking uh, seven points out of six games. Yeah, we have to talk Manchester United. Even if we don't get in-depth to the match against Arsenal, we need to talk about Allegheny Solskjaer and whether or not um, his reign is going to last much longer. I know they had the 5-0 win against RB Leipzig. They're the weirdest team this, this But this... Now, Manchester United Arsenal used to be a game that um, was for anybody. Mm-hmm. This game wasn't for the neutral. This specific match was not for the neutral. No, uh, there, there are plenty of positives I can take away from an Arsenal standpoint. Because... Right the worst spots they've looked that that team has looked is defensively and in midfield. And they had a really good performance from Gabrielle who only cost $23 million versus Harry Maguire's 80 million. He's Um, solid. I mean, Mason Greenwood did take him out to, to lunch towards the end. He, but probably he would not, you would not have uh, thought twice if he got his second yellow card on that one. Right. He's already so like, in the book, yeah, so he was lucky That would have soured there. that performance. But there was still some time left that that could have changed the game for the worse. But even after he's on a yellow, yeah. he goes down in the box as mm-hmm. Matic is going towards goal, and he gets the ball. Matic is telling Mike Dean, check that, check that. Check no, it. Check he, it. he got all ball. Um, and Thomas Partey in midfield, beside Mohamed Elneny, those two guys in midfield, it's always it's been Shaka Sabayos, Shaka Sabayos for since the restart. You know that's that's been the pivot, and neither of those guys started. Now Sabayos has had a pretty slow start to the season this year, not unlike his start last season. But yeah. there's been this kind of thought that even though Granite Shaka makes mistakes, Arsenal need him in their midfield, and he didn't get on the pitch, and yeah. that's a huge step in the right direction. Um, for them, but Manchester United, they, it's not like they played all that well and were unlucky to not score. Like they had a few chances, but nothing, nothing massive. Their best chance probably came from the ball that was crossed in, ricochets off of Mohamed El Neni's leg, into Burn Leno's face, into mm-hmm. the post. Yeah, that was their clear cut chance. 
Um, so that says a lot. Now, how do they go from beating Leipzig 5-0 to not being able to score in two straight matches against Chelsea and well, Arsenal that's, at home? That's thing they, they haven't beat, won at they home. Beat, they beat PSG. Huge yeah. performance against PSG. Um, then they draw with Chelsea 0-0. And, you know, I... A lot of the talk of it, for me, at least what I was reading into, was more from the Chelsea perspective and being defensively sound. But, you know, you look at this performance now, and it's like, it's too... Or like, or also just like, oh, did Chelsea do enough to... Chelsea, the balance for Chelsea was off. That's why they didn't mm-hmm. score, even though they had that penalty shout. Um, but you look at United, it's like United didn't really put that many chances up against Chelsea. And then they go, and Rashford gets a hat-trick off the bench. They beat Leipzig, a good defensive team, 5-0. Uh, and then they, you know, then then they can't score against Arsenal. So like I don't know. I, I said I texted you. I said they need to just par- start putting the Champions League logo. Just yeah. like, keep it in the stadium. Play, play the really anthem dark. as yeah. they're walking out. Yeah, uh, because it's the, the to have as comprehensive performances as they have in the Champions League, and then at home in the Premier League to lose to Crystal Palace to lose. To lose to Arsenal, first time they've lost Arsenal in how long? This is the first record? time uh, in 14 years in the 14 league. years. Uh, losing 6-1 to Tottenham. You know, there's the draw with Chelsea, which is their best performance. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, um, it's, yeah, four, it's what, four home matches in the league this season, three losses, and that draw with, with Chelsea. Um, of course, one of the losses is the 6-1 against Tottenham. Um, mm. it, they're just not looking very good at home. Now, the tactical setup for Molly Gunnar Solskjaer is what I have the biggest question about because I saw Manchester United's lineup, and for once going into a game, even against a team that hasn't been as consistent, I never think that Arsenal are going to beat United, regardless. No, it but didn't feel like that I saw this lot lineup, of this game either. I and... saw this lineup, and I thought I, I couldn't have been happier with the team that he put out. Because he, and Fred, a right? midfield a midfield diamond, okay. with McTominay, Fred, Pogba, and Bruno at the at the tip of it, mm-hmm. um, and Arsenal always Arsenal go with a back three. It's kind of a hybrid. It can change to a back four if need be, but the wing backs are getting forward. So you're dragging out those midfielders, leaving the midfield wide open for for Partey and Elneny, which is why it worked out so perfectly for them. But mm-hmm. it's Arsenal are always reliant on the wingbacks. Since Mikel Arteta came in, they've been reliant on the wingbacks. It's just the way they play right now. It, it may not be the way that he wants to play week in, week out um, going forward, but Manchester United set up perfectly for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a 1-0 win. Now the, the penalty, it's a it's now, a weird the, challenge the, from from Paul Pogba, but the penalty does change the outlook on this game. Yeah, yeah, this is something I said to you. You said like you know you pointed out incredible performances, and while they the players you know I think players can play great in nil nil draws. I said let's be clear, no one was incredible <laughs> in this game. Um, but look, there's different roles, and if you get if you hold the team to no goals, like obviously you, you want to the defense was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, at least great. Uh, but yes, they, the thing is, the truth of the matter is, it does change the perception of the game. Uh, that penalty, because of that penalty. It's not like you guys got a goal from open play. There wasn't any, yeah. like, it, we, you know, we, when we were texting throughout the game, mm-hmm. it was kind of rough to watch at times. There was that one sequence of, like, five minutes where the ball was just very much in the middle Bouncing of the Bouncing around, no one and could it kept, possession. Oh, yeah, and they kept losing it, kept yeah. losing it. It was back and forth, and it was like, oh my gosh. Um, it, but that it felt like game. I was watching a, a college soccer game, right? And the, I was coming from the perspective that I had just played. We had just played United. Chelsea just played United. We had that penalty that they didn't give us. Yeah. And you know, basically, I was looking. We were just trying to pinpoint positives. You know, the defense. You know, we had to find a balance. But like, we wouldn't have been talking about oh, there's no balance in this team yet. Or like, we would have been much more positive had the Maguire penalty been given. Yeah. Uh, it's just like interesting to see how like back to back we have two of those games. Mm-hmm. One gets a penalty, and it's just the outlook is to, is totally different. But the team has to take that. The team yeah. obviously there's port there's parts where they can still improve, um, 
you know, I don't think they've quite figured out. Um, I don't know. The front three isn't firing on all cylinders right now. No. Locke is uh, at, um, from a goal scoring perspective, not in great form. Mm-hmm. Um, pressing wise, though, yesterday he was very good, and that was really his job. Yeah. Um, kind of runs himself into the ground, gets subbed off on 75 minutes, and, and that's what we need from him. Aubameyang was getting more chances. Um, there's a, a point where Lacazette's press gets him the ball, he steals it back, and passes to Aubameyang, who right on the edge of the box curls a, a shot, which probably was going on target, but it actually deflected off a Lindelof, but was still given as a goal kick. So, like, there's little things like that. There, he was getting in better areas. That That's the key. He was yeah. absolutely in more dangerous areas today. Um, and I think the penalty, or today, 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 yesterday. Um, <laughs> and I think, Live on location. <laughs> live on location pre-recorded four weeks earlier. Banana land. Um, no. Um, I think the penalty will give him a lot of confidence, and we go up against the team. Yeah, that's the all team. the striker needs, to score. Yeah, we yeah. go we go up against Emmy Martinez next week. Aston Villa Arsenal on Sunday. Um Manchester United take on Everton on Saturday. United go to Goodison Park. Two teams yeah. that both need wins. That's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh the Emmy Martinez thing is exciting. It's kind of less exciting now that he's given up like seven goals in the past yeah. uh couple of games, but that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Uh but yeah, I mean look do, I don't think it, it, it still it still was very much the Manchester United Arsenal game that I bemoan yeah. that I bemoan the past couple of years because it was just like what is that like this this teams just look off it today uh, which is what seems like the case all the time and you always just look back on what Manchester United and Arsenal really used to be uh, but I think they're getting back I think both teams are getting back there I actually was expecting a a more exciting game this time around. Uh, so I was a little bit disappointed in the game itself, but I mean Arsenal needs to take this, take these positives, you know, take that the midfield performance and the defensive performance, and the the tactical setup worked to perfection because you didn't you got a clean sheet and you got you got the win whether it be from a penalty or not, whatever you, you shouldn't they shouldn't yeah. be complaining they get the they get the three points away at a big six club. And that you know you move forward with that you you take that as a boost and and you know it, it could be like is this one of those performances you, you always like try and like pinpoint depending on where you expect the team to end up um, if you actually if you expect them to be in the title race or something like that it's like oh is this going to be the performance we look back on that sort of started a run so that like that could be this for for Arsenal mm-hmm. and now let's switch to the other side of North London real quick um, Gareth Bale scores. For the first time for Tottenham in what almost seven years, he gets the winner against Brighton. And yeah, that's all like all oh, gold drought ended for yeah for the, the Spurs gold drought ended for Gareth Bale finally found yeah. his level, um, as you would say. Yeah. <laughs> Kane scores a penalty in the 13th minute. Uh, Tariq Lamptey equalizes on the 56th minute, and then Gareth Bale with a headed goal, which definitely not the way I expected it, but it's a huge goal for Spurs considering. It was assisted by their new left back signing, Sergio Reguilon. So, Reguilon, Reguilon. I don't know. I still don't know. Chuck didn't know when we had him on. I think it's more like Reguilon, like less. Yeah. yeah. I think less is more. It sounded. It sounded so white when I said it, though. I feel like that's part of the reason I question it. Like it, like it's probably it's Reguilon, but like I'm going Reguilon. Like like it just sounds like I'm fucking eating mayo with a spoon as I say it. Moving on. Woo-hoo! No, he looks he looks a he looks a bright a bright signing for them. Spurs uh, in second now. Spurs in second. And you know, aside from that that collapse against West Ham, I mean they've looked impressive. Son and Harry Kane have been insane. Uh you know, and you know, Gareth Bale is going to come into the mix and start scoring more. So they haven't really found that that mix just yet. I mean, of course, look. It's weird that we're, it's weird, like, we, we talk about the Premier League primarily, right? Yeah. So we're talking about, we're talking about Tottenham, and we're talking about Manchester United. Manchester United beat RB Leipzig 5-0, and they beat PSG in the Champions League. They're top of their group. 
That's a that's a tough group. Yeah. They're top of their group, handily. Um, Tottenham just lost in the Europa League. Yeah, to Antwerp. But but they yeah to Antwerp, didn't score, but they won their Premier League game. So we're talking about Tottenham as if it's super positive, and we're talking about United, obviously. But that's what we're that's what that's what we're not paid to talk about. Yeah. You know, Tottenham are Fine second in the table. Man. Yeah, Tottenham are second in the table. They've looked really good in the in the Premier League, and you know, United comparatively, they're they have seven points. Yeah. Now, Spurs could be top of the league next week. Because because it's we, we have Liverpool Man City, um, so if Liverpool don't win that match, mm-hmm. and Spurs Spurs have a really tough match there. Do you think they're going to win next week? Who are they playing next week? They're away to West Brom. <laughs> real tough, <laughs> real tough. If they don't win that match, um, Jose Mourinho should quit. But <laughs> are you uh, are you any any at all interested in the game that's going on in about an hour? Yeah, what is it? It's uh, it's what is West Brom Fulham Fulham, Fulham hosting West Brom. I the game. You could thing, not pay me. Do you know what the thing is? What? I am interested in it because we have two loanies playing in that game. Loftus Cheek and Connor Gallagher, both midfield players that I'm excited about. Well, one I'm more nervous about because it's it's now or never, and the other one is sort of on the up and up. Yeah. So I'm excited for for them. I believe Gallagher scored last week. I'm not sure. And Bronislav Ivanovic is playing in defense yeah, for West Brom. True. That's true. I have a stake. I actually, so I woke up the other day. I woke up the day, um, I guess it was Saturday. Uh, and Chelsea were playing at 8. I was up at 6, 6.30. And I was like, you know what? Ethan Ampadu's in midfield right now playing against Man City. I'm awake. I'm going to get up and watch it. Yeah. Why not? So, but I don't even know. I don't know if I'll put it on. What time is that game on? It's on in an hour. I'll be, work, I'll be working out. Yeah, but I'll I, be paying attention. We'll see. I don't. I don't imagine myself uh, bringing the TV down in the basement to to work out to that one like I did with an Arsenal Europa League game. Yeah. Well, the way I will put it, the way the stocks are looking for me, neither of those teams are bottom of the table currently for me. That's impressive. That's it's yeah. I know is. who is. We'll talk about that game next. But we'll go to an ad break, break. real quick. Do you enjoy forms of entertainment that usually take 90 to 120 minutes to complete? Do you expect that time frame to include moments of sheer drama, utter heartbreak, or end-to-end action? No, we're not talking about the 2017 FA Cup Final. We're talking about the movies. On Cue the Banter, Jared and I talk about our favorite movies and try to get each other to watch those movies. And we try to convince you to watch those movies as well. Add them to your queue and let the banter ensue. Cue the banter, an Ilto 8 podcast. We're back. Jared, stock down. Just give it to us straight. This is the game we were going to next anyway. Chelsea Burnley. with a 3 0 win yeah, over Burnley. the worst fucking team to watch that exists. Yeah, and I mean, we can, we'll get into obviously. The Chelsea side of things, uh, but Burnley's stock is down for me. I have them; they're, they're, I mean, they're at the bottom of the table right now. That's where I have them in terms of my my outlook. Uh, I just Burnley is what happens when you only play white guys. That's my sure. take. Yeah. Um, now look, the Burnley Burnley stock could be going up immediately, very soon. Off the field because I believe there there's a sale that's that's happening. They're they're going to get some money in, so maybe that'll help yeah. in January. We'll see. Um, but right now, just I just don't see. You know, these guys. We, we watch some of these teams. You know, like the Bournemouths, uh, when they come up, or even even like Watford. Like like they have. There's something about them. Like some of these guys. You know, like. Like Ashley Barnes can be dangerous at times. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 front setup, but like it that's only it's, we're on like year three or four of the Ashley Bar- of Ashley Barnes project. It's, yeah. He's not going to be the guy who's going to keep you up anymore. No, necessarily. Uh, I just didn't. I don't see anything from Burnley that's threatening at all. Like I think I don't they, see anything from Burnley because I try to not watch them as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, I, this is the first time I, I've really seen them, and they, it sort of was the worst time, I think, 
for them to play Chelsea because with what Chelsea, were, the way Chelsea were setting up, you know, they did this in the Europa League. They played Krasnodar and in the final 20 minutes. They switched up the formation to what Frank Lampard wants his formation to be Yeah, going forward. Um, he's just been hesitant with it because they don't really have uh, a lone, an out-and-out lone DM. Conte normally tries to roam a lot and goes because he covers so much he's, ground. He's he goes everywhere. But, you know, this time they tried it against Burnley where Conte sat deep and was disciplined about it. He, you know, stick to your spot, which he doesn't normally do, but he did quite well. And it was Burnley, the way Burnley play. <laughs> That's the perfect formation to break. Yeah, and it's down. it's kind of one of those things. Just form a diamond with the two center backs. None of the three of you should be uh, form mm-hmm. a triangle. Sorry, shapes, yeah. shape sizes. I'm confused. Um, I mean, it's, I mean they should like the diamond. I get yeah. They shouldn't ever be shrank too far away from each other. They mm-hmm. so, um, and that's a real simple way of defending. But against yeah. Burnley, you don't need to make it. Right. No. Yeah. And that, you have those that complex. Now and they they sit those... bottom of the table one on yeah. one point. One point three goals. I don't Oof. know. They were, I believe, tied fewest in the Premier League. I don't know if that. Yeah. So Sheffield also three goals. So the thing is, so I I would I could almost even pair the two of them together. I feel like Sheffield has more about them, and they're gonna, you know, they put in some decent performances. Like they didn't look. They didn't get run over by Liverpool or United. And that's that's a step in the right direction. Right. Whereas I haven't... Like I, so I've seen stuff from Sheffield. I haven't seen it from Burnley just yet. But this season, especially with the quick turnover with all these games, but also so much attacking talent has been brought in. You know, the especially with the big six sides. You know, like who they've brought in. Like they're like Everton are, are so much stronger now offensively. Tottenham... Chelsea, you know, like these teams, even like teams up up at the top, like Villa, you know, United from last year to this year, there's like a lot of teams that are just, everyone's getting these attacking players and the teams like Sheffield and Burnley who, you know, thrive on being that hard place to go play. A pragmatic defense. Pragmatic defensively. You don't have the crowd. The crowd was huge for Sheffield before lockdown right and we saw yeah we saw that post lockdown and Burnley like it's always about oh turf more there was all this talk about oh Tiago Silva's going to turf more how's he going to handle it but I mean like that, that's that's always the you know the narrative that people like especially when the guys never played in the Premier League but like I don't think there's there's nothing that I saw I've ever seen from Tiago Silva that didn't make me think oh he's going to be fine against a tough striker like it's not like he's a weak yeah. center yeah, back so like I, I, I can, was never I was I never worried about side that. Side with Thiago Silva going against Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. Right. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, there are, not that there, there are center backs that you can see that, like, oh, play European, but, like, wouldn't necessarily, the, the, the toughness of the Premier League, Thiago Silva was never that guy. Yeah, he's older, but, like, I've never watched Thiago Silva and been like, oh, yeah, he's benefiting from being, not playing in, the, like, a tougher, like. Yeah. Play, played in the Champions League final mm-hmm. and only allowed one goal to a front Attacking three of, uh, right. Coleman, Gnabry, and who's that? Who's that other guy they have? Bayern Munich. Who's that? Uh, the, uh, he likes to put B- the Bobby. ball past the net and it pass over the line yeah. into the net. Bobby oh, Louie. Bobby Lou. Bobby Lou. Good old Robert Lewandowski. I think yeah. he can handle fucking Chris Wood at Turf Moor. Right. I hate the stupid narrative, like. You know, it was a couple of years ago when Pep first came to City and there was like, oh, are you going to bring Messi? And people were like, well, could Messi do it? Like, and I know it's half joking, but like, there's actually Can you do it on a rainy night in Turf Moor or Stoke, you know? Messi could do it on a rainy night, a rainy Wednesday night in Stoke. But that's also the thing. Like, that's, like, I think the that narrative, it it fits more into attacking players. I'm not saying, like, we've seen, yeah, yeah. We've seen clips of Messi, like, everyone's literally pulling him down and he still doesn't go down mm-hmm. type of thing. So, like, I think he's fine. But, like, there are the attacking players, like, and and the, the refereeing is different. So I think it affects attacking players more. Like, you know, bring up another former Chelsea player, Morata. He had a good start to the season, but, like, there was times where it's like he's getting stuff that he would probably get called as fouls in La Liga, in Serie A, 
they don't call those in the Premier League sometimes, and you know he gets frustrated by that. But it's all I think it's mostly it's 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 down to a mentality thing, because like you look at like Chelsea brought in uh, Ziyech, who mm-hmm. is slight, he's small, but like I'm not worried about him because I'm not worried about his mentality. I'm not worried about Thiago Silva's mentality. It's all yeah. a mentality thing, but. But yeah, so back, let's, since this is more about Burnley, I always tend to go into Chelsea because I know more about them, but... Don't worry, Burnley, as you talk about Chelsea, I've been trying to rail on Burnley. Yeah. Got a couple of days in there. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, good. Zach, your turn. Burn Burnley that. fucking blows! Pardon my friend, pardon my friend. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there just hasn't been anything. Like, I don't, like, I, I can't pick out a player from Burnley that really caught my eye in any way. Other than, no. oh wow, Robbie Brady still plays for Burnley. Yeah, I think that the the only thing I notice when I watch Burnley is, huh, Dwight McNeil probably won't play in the championship when they get relegated, and then I move on with my thoughts because that's as right. much time as I can give it. And like, yeah, and, and, and like set pieces, normally that's where you'd expect a team like Burnley to feast on a team mm-hmm. like Chelsea if they can. There was nothing really there. But I mean, also I think Chelsea have just gotten better yeah. on set piece defending, so... But yeah, just nothing. Like I don't know. Feel I'm starting to feel for Sean Dyche. This might be the year where this could be. I mean, it could be his last year with Burnley. Whether he finishes the season out, leaves yeah, once they go down, he's or already done he, the relegation thing and yeah, come back I mean, up and got promoted again. But like he's, it might just be similar to Eddie Howe. It, it just might be time to to say goodbye. To change it up, yeah. Um, now, where else are we getting negative? You got another sock down for us this week? I do. I actually had so I think I had two I was thinking about. Let me just pull it up. Audio medium, Jared. Uh, Aston Villa. Claret and blue. Claret and blue, stock down. Aston Villa. Uh the only way for them is down. But I think with the honeymoon period for them has come to an end. It's the Premier League has been forever changed since 2015, 2016. Yeah. When a team like Leicester proved that you could win it. And, you know, like, Aston Villa started good. It's like, oh, maybe they'll be up in a, about this for a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. think any of us really thought yet. I think it would take at least another 10 games for us to actually start thinking about it if they were up near the top. But even then, with Leicester, I think we were probably 30 games in before I was like, oh, shit, they might actually yeah, win oh, it. Fuck, they might pull this off. I think, uh, not to side sidetrack, what was the game against Manchester City where they won 3-0? Manchester City Leicester. Uh, Robert Huth Brace and a Riyad yeah. Mahrez goal. I don't it remember when it was. One. Uh, let's. I forget. Or was it three now? That I think, it was, I think was. That was the first. That was the first time February. Tw- okay, February sixth. No, that's February sixth, twenty twenty. So I don't know. Um, All I'll say that was the first time February sixth, twenty sixteen. That was just whatever you okay, found so was, was like, it was on like this a, date. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 3-1. so that was the first time that I was like, oh shit, they might actually do it. So I'm like, oh, they're going against City. This is where we, we find out that they're not actually as good. And then they dismantled City. That's when I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So like, we're not even, so like it would have taken a while for us. But, you know, two straight losses. They were down, what, 4-1? I think they got two like stoppage time goals against Leeds. Or not Leeds, against uh, uh, who they? Southampton. Southampton. They did, 93rd and 97th minute. Right, so they were down by a lot, yeah. and I sort of was hesitant to put them stock down after their loss to Leeds because I thought they looked pretty good up until conceding, and then it just sort of opened up for for hat trick Bamford. Yeah. But now, <laughs> just, to, just to be clear, real quick, uh, going back to Leicester, it was that was match day twenty five, so 25. Thir- thirteen matches left in the season. They were five points clear, and we were like, oh shit, because if City won that game, they were what a right. point clear. Yeah, so, and I mean, they were only five points clear at that point, so like still could have gone yeah. either way, 13 matches. Sorry, um, continue continue yeah. your uh, your anti-Clarendon Blue rant. Yeah, um, so Aston Villa, I mean, they still... I don't, I don't know, they just need to figure this, this stuff out, defensively especially, because I mean, like Grealish still getting in the goals, He's, you know, I keep going back to your... I keep looking at your fantasy team. He's been doing incredible for you. <laughs> A team that you haven't, like, checked at all. I have not. Um, but now something to be pointed out mm-hmm. Villa had 10 shots on target Southampton 
scored with all four of their shots on target. Two free kicks from James Ward-Prowse. So it, it it's not like this the was like a brilliant. It's not like it was like a brilliant, brilliant team display. But they had moments of individual class that right, and that's just now. and that's two weeks in a row that I mean. So maybe maybe we're being harsh because that's two weeks in a row that's happened to to Villa. XG. Where they've, I like to look at the expected goals. It's a stat that confuses me yet. But it is helpful some sometimes. Weight. XG in this match, Aston Villa 2.52 to Southampton's 0.86. That's insane. So they seem to be down 4-1. So that's, that's, yeah, so it's it's two weeks in a row. They have looked pretty decent, yet let's, the other team had the moments of class. So so maybe they're not too far down. I'm giving them let's now. see what now, the clash with Arsenal does next ranks. weekend. And then we yeah. go into another international break. Yeah. But... We should just stick here because stock up is Southampton. It has to be. They're even even now that I've given you those stats that it, it well, let me, I mean, might look, have been a one off, but yeah, there, there's now four. reports that Ralph Hashenhuddle uh, could be one of the He's managers good. discussed to oh. take the job at Manchester United should Ali Gunnar Solskjaer be sacked. That would I mean be it's a good shout. They they have not lost in the past five games. Okay. How long you know, ago was it that his he put out a side that lost nine nil to Leicester? Right, and we you know we talked a little bit about this in previous episodes about how they bounced back from that uh, and ended up beating Leicester later in the season. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a like because they didn't look that great. You you don't look that great, and then you lose nine nil. Like you could be sacked like that yeah. week. Um, but they could have just you know, not let him on the team bus. If he was a Watford coach, he would have been sacked. Yeah, at let's time. just let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not even at halftime. They do it in like the 60th minute. Yeah. Um, Southampton. James Ward-Prowse. Listen, you said a couple weeks ago it looked like he should have taken the number eight shirt. Like, who was keeping that from him a while ago? But it suits him. Yeah. He's, the, he's their captain after last season. Uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Huh, mouthful. Uh, stated in the press that he wanted to play Leave. for a big club. So they said, well, fuck you. You're not the captain anymore. Honestly, it's see, it, to me, it's weird that he wasn't like. It's James weird Ward-Prowse that James Ward Prowse, yeah, wasn't, wasn't the, cap- the captain. Hasn't been the captain since Lalana left for Liverpool. <laughs> like, um, stock down Lalana on that penalty he gave up. Oh boy, ugh. Danny Ings with a goal, but he's injured. Got a, he got a nine, we have yeah. to wait to see the news on Danny Ings' injury. I'm going to look it up now. I don't believe we have any. Um, Last I, I mean, all I know is in terms of FPL, it says injury, 50% chance of playing or something like that. You know what I mean? South, like, seven hours ago, Southampton striker Danny Ings injury, not as serious as first thought. There you go. So that's Look, he's very, young. very good. Danny Ings is like 22. <laughs> he's been Guys, playing yeah, Premier League football since the 80s. <laughs> yeah, he's the prime of his life. Uh, um, 28 years old. Twenty-eight years old. Twenty-eight, so he's yeah. We've been doing this since he was what twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks thirty-four. Looks like yeah, he looks at least like thirty-two at the very least. He looks eternally thirty-four. Looks like he should like be captaining the Irish national team in his final appearance and like retire. Like, there's no way I'm one year. And younger he's English. Than there's no way no. I'm one year younger. Than Jared, that, that's Nick is four years older than this guy. That's no. There's no way. That's that should be against the law. Yeah. Um, but I look Southampton. That 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 could be big. We'll see how because last year Danny Ings was the guy who sort of like was their saving grace and ended up helping them get get further up the table. Yeah. Um, but they're they're high up the table now, so like they can afford a couple games without him. Maybe, but like we'll see. But like you know, I mean, you're in fourth place. You want to keep fighting and and. And stay up there. So, so they better hope that he's. I mean, I'm sure they're going to hope that he's not out for for too long. Yeah. And now um, you, you've you've got optimism in one other place before we uh, wrap this whole thing up. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I have a stock up. I don't necessarily know how optimistic it is. It's probably one of the least optimistic stock ups because I was in between making it a stock down and a stock up, just changing where I'd put it. Interesting. Stock up, Hamas Rodriguez. Because he's been out for what two games? Uh, did he not play? He didn't play. He hasn't played. He's been injured. Uh, and Everton looked like Everton again. 
it's it they they remind me of this just disappointing Everton team that we've seen the past couple seasons. Now I, he is such a difference maker. I might be wrong, but I think that he played. He didn't start at least. He might no, no, he in. didn't. He wasn't in the squad this this week. Okay. But I think last week he started, and I think that was it was too soon to bring him back, and it just made things worse. Let me right maybe let that me could, confirm yeah, or deny my belief here. Yeah, he started. He played okay. ninety minutes against Southampton in the loss, but he okay. was injured. But and he was injured. Shouldn't and... have played. So, so a healthy James Rodriguez. And, of course, they were going up against Southampton. Stock up. Yeah. Uh, James Ward-Prowse scored. Danny Ings had two assists. Stock up through the fucking roof, baby. Yeah. But James Rodriguez, a healthy James Rodriguez, is huge for this team. Yes, there's a couple other signings. Decore and, and you know, Allen and midfielder are solid for them as well. But I think he's the catalyst for this team. You know, when he was healthy, this team was a team that looked like it was going to win it could go on to challenge for the league and they were you know they were up top of the table and now you look at them and it's like okay he's been out now they're slipping down and it's it's time for the other teams to come in and sort of take back the top four I, and can everton hold on and stay in that fight so i don't know what you're planning I what you were planning for talking about next week i don't disagree with your sentiment of uh stock up for for him but I want to before we before I get into what we're looking for for next week, I do want to give Everton a break here because this team it's not it's not just James Rodriguez that was missing. Mm-hmm. Richarlison is serving a suspension now. You know it's not like an injury as no, in the James situation. He should be suspended. Luca <laughs> Digne suspended. Seamus mm-hmm. Coleman I believe is injured, not in the team. And since. Jordan Pickford went into Virgil van Dyke and tore his ACL. Completely accidentally, mind you. Bad challenge. Should be a red. Still accidental. No intent there. Mm-hmm. He has had to hire, or the, I don't know if it's the club that has, he's had to hire security for him and his family because he's been receiving death threats from Liverpool fans. And he was dropped. Carlo Ancelotti said that it's just rest. And that's why Robin Olsen got the start. But I think it has a lot to do with his mental state. That's There are some reports about could, that. Yeah. And I'm, I think there's a lot more to it than just James Rodriguez. Not saying that he's not oh, a for huge... Sure. He's not... He is... If there's one individual in this team that is that you could say is the most important player for them, it's, it's him. It's undoubtedly him. He's the most right, talented is, player they have. Yeah, and that's but what I'm trying to get at. I don't want two I suspensions, like two injuries, yeah. and a goalkeeper getting death threats. Right. Well, look, hey, look, it's too soon. That's why I kind of went that way, also because I had two other stock downs that I wanted to bring up. Sounds so like you're saying you don't care about the death threats. I do care about Jared. The death afraid to speak out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what I'm saying is, in terms of the stock up, stock down. Um. It's too soon to put Everton's stock down because they're still up and in in the mix. Uh, And that can all change. And there's obviously a bunch of of different factors, as you said. I do think they are stocked down a little bit just because, yes, there are a couple people out. But, like, if you want to win a – they were up at, oh, we're going to – we could challenge for the title. You want to challenge for the title? These things happen during a season. And – teams have enough depth to deal with it. I don't know if they necessarily have the quality depth to deal with it. Uh, as for as for the death threats, it I, I can't believe that it's just it's it I can't believe that it's a part of the game. I can't believe it's a thing that people a, have to say. Like I know. Yeah, yeah. I have to speak out on. It. I can't believe I have to speak out on something like this uh-huh. because it's ridiculous. It's a game. I know it's crazy how we're all wired because you can watch. There's times where, oh, i got to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And they draw nil-nil. That bumps me out the rest of the day. Or if they lose, that like, oh, my God, that's the rest of the day. And the heightened you know? sense of being inside, staying at home, because right. we're in a pandemic, makes things worse. I, I get it. But they, come on, guys. Yeah. And we'll have to, we'll have to see. We'll have to follow the, the Pickford situation because um, you don't rest. To, you don't 
rest a goalkeeper usually. Yeah. Like, oh, he's just resting this early in the season. Goalkeepers don't really need that type of rest. You might rest him in a cup game because they don't move around as much. Like, that's less often than that's what they were talking about on NBC. Like, oh, yeah. like, this Ancelotti. might be his first... This could be his first move to yeah. go to the other guy, but you bring up that excellent point that I didn't know about. Um, maybe that's all it was. Maybe it's yeah. just a... Okay, like, look. Let's, guy's getting let's keep you on the side. Is, we're we're going to keep you on yeah. the sidelines this week. Um, right. Ancelotti has said that he will start against Manchester United. We'll see if he holds true his word there. That's that's the big thing. Um, well, I don't think... Who is the backup? Robin Olsen. Robin Olsen. I don't think he did anything to necessarily be like, oh, you can't bench him. Like, yeah. he lost 2-1. So, like, exactly. it's not like he had we're not having five the, saves the and it was a clean sheet. Leno Martinez... Uh, discussion because yeah. neither of them are as good as either of those keepers. Right. Everton, Manchester United, it's, it's what we have to look at. It's who rebounds. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, and it could be a fucking draw. Like... And listen, if it's a draw, then I'm going to go ahead and say that Man City Liverpool is what we're looking forward to. Where's <laughs> the Where's the game? Goodison Park. Okay, so there's going to be goals. It's not at Old Trafford. So, yeah. so yeah. It's a, but for you, it's a 4.30. Are you willing to wake up for it? <laughs> it's Here's a four thirty. Now listen, you could wake up. You could do the four thirty. You could go to sleep during Crystal Palace Leeds, and you could wake back up nine thirty for Chelsea Sheffield. That's so that's the big that's the big ticket. Because mm, I think I would have preferred it to be in the uh, the latest Chelsea. slot. No, either the latest slot or just directly afterwards. I'm up. Okay. Um. Going back because to if I wake stuff, up yeah. super early, then I go back to sleep, and I'll be like so tired once I wake up. Yeah. That's the big thing. Because for what I normally do with the four thirty games is I don't set an alarm because that would be that'd be ridiculous. That'd be, that would be rude because you're, be you're not yeah. sleeping in a in a bed alone. Right. That would be very rude. So what I normally do is I think about it a lot, and I'm mentally like, okay, four thirty game, four thirty game, and a lot of the times I'll wake up. Yeah. At like four, four thirty. Like I trick my mind into waking up, mm-hmm. and I'll wake up, and it'll be around that time. It'll be four forty-five, five fifteen, or even yeah. four you, you o'clock. Might, you might miss and some I'm of like, it, or you might catch the pregame. Right, and I'm up, and I wake up, and it's four, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not that tired. Might as well get up and watch the game. But I'm never gonna set an alarm for that early. That's just not unless it's like you said. Would you set real. an alarm for a Chelsea game that early, or is it still? No, it's still your brain. Too early. It's yeah, it's normally but like, like it normally if it's Chelsea, I'm excited enough to where like my brain will wake up and then yeah. I'll be excited once I wake up and be like, all right, it's time to watch the game. I remember the one time there was a North London derby at seven thirty AM and uh, I woke up this is when I was at school, so I woke up at Stockton and this is the the six months where I was at the one semester where I was at Stockton before Sal transferred down and we lived together, so I didn't live with him. So I wake mm-hmm. up at like seven fifteen, I stay laying in bed. My TV's set up where I can see it perfectly laying in bed, and I blink my eyes and wake up at full time. <laughs> just absurd. Classic. It's just the those early kickoffs that I listen. I know you're competing with an additional three hours mm-hmm. um, with the time difference, which time zones are a figment of your imagination. I just want you to know. Um, but it's just it's. It's fun, the, the mental side of waking up this early for, for stuff. And it's almost to the point where I would rather watch the stuff in the morning and then go on with my day. But And then, like, you know, Sundays where football comes around, I'm glad the Giants suck so I don't have to plan my things around right, that's the games thing. happening like, in the afternoon. I like the I like the morning stuff more. Yeah, and that, in that regard, you kind of yeah, you kind of wake up and you watch it. It's not like you're planning your whole day around it. Sometimes I like that aspect of it though like give me a game at like five like i kind of wish sometimes i'm envious of the people who live over there yeah and it's like all right a saturday 3 p.m kickoff which is our 10 a.m you know like right or it's like yeah or it's like a yeah you know like oh you know obviously when the world's normal oh we'll go to a bar and we'll watch the yeah. game we'll get lunch or dinner or something like that and we'll be at the game around happy hour and the, you know i like the idea of it being an event some, but of course, that has that's high risk, high reward. Because if you plan, like, so it's like they lose or it's a draw. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I it's, planned my whole day after. Yes, there was like, there was someone yeah. talking about it on a pod on one of the Arsenal podcasts I listened to. The guy Tim Stillman was talking about. You know, he's a guy that he's a season ticket holder. He travels away as well, mm-hmm. um, and he's talked about how 
the game, the 90 minutes is so much more intense for him right now because he's watching from home. Mm-hmm. Because usually it's about, he, he's not looking at his phone for about a six-hour period. Two hours before the game, during the game, and then two hours after because, you know, he'll go down, he'll go down to a pub, have a couple of drinks at the stadium, go to go watch the game, be there to watch a little bit of the warm-ups, leave, go have a couple more drinks, and then go home. So it's the same intensity just spread out over a longer period of time. Now we just have this 90 minutes where he just said the intensity is so much different for someone like him who hasn't watched the club he supports on TV um, in this fashion before. So it's a, it's an interesting dynamic during the pandemic that, that people are... Yeah, and they're but they're in another lockdown now, are they not? Yeah, over there. Yep. There was that. There actually had to be a decision made on whether or not the Premier League would continue. Mm-hmm. And um, for for now, it's going to. And we'll, I believe it's because of the amount of tests that are being conducted at the Premier League level. Um, but it it seems pretty clear that unless we get a vaccine, the amount of tests that are being conducted at a Premier League level would need to be conducted worldwide for this thing to actually go away. So. We'll see how it how it goes, man. We're one we're we're on election eve. We have more stuff to worry about. Let's uh let's wrap things up. Follow us on Twitter at FootyAdo, at Ill to Wait Podcasts, uh, same thing on Instagram. Follow, like, subscribe, rate, review, do your thing for the podcast so we can be seen by more listeners. Yeah, um before you end always, where do you have, what what's your what's your prediction for Man United Everton? Just give me a score line. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Wow. Four goals. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-1. I really... I'm really glad you asked me for a prediction for Manchester United and Everton and not not uh, the shenanigans happening tomorrow. Thank No. God. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. My, so, my mental so state here's, just here's what I'll say. <laughs> here's what I'll say. I think Red is going to win 2-1. At Goodison. <laughs> red over blue. Red so over blue. Hopefully that is the only red victory. <laughs> um, Jared is always. Pardon our country. 